Chapter 48 of The Inevitable This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading done by Jules Harlock. The Inevitable by Louis Capurus. Translated by Alexander Texiera de Matos. The Inevitable. Chapter 48 Urania, I beseech you, help me. What is it? Come with me. She had seized Urania by the hand and dragged her away from de Brule into one of the deserted rooms. The suite of rooms was almost entirely deserted. The dense throng of guests stood packed along the sides of the great ballroom to watch the pavon. What is it, Cornelie? Cornelie was trembling in every limb and clutching Urania's arm. She drew her to the farthest corner of the room. There was no one there. Urania, she entreated, in a supreme crisis of nervousness, help me. What am I to do? I have met him unexpectedly. Don't you know whom I mean? My husband, my divorced husband. I have seen him once or twice before, in the street and on the jetté. The time when I was so startled, you know, when I almost fainted, that was because of him. And he has been talking to me now, here, a moment ago, and I'm afraid of him. He spoke quite nicely, said he wanted to talk to me. It was so strange. Everything was finished between us. We were divorced, and suddenly I met him, and he speaks to me and asks me what sort of time I've had tells me that I am looking well, that I have grown beautiful. Tell me, Urania, what am I to do? I'm frightened. I'm ill with anxiety. I want to get away. I should like best to go away at once, to Florence, to Duco. I'm so frightened, Urania. I want to go to my room. Tell Mrs. Oxley that I want to go to my room. She hardly knew what she was saying. The words fell incoherently from her lips, as in a fever. Men's voices approached. They were those of Gilio, de Brule, the Duc de Luca, and the young journalists, the two who were pushing their way into society. "'What is it Signora de Litz doing?' asked the Duke. "'We are missing her everywhere.' And the young journalist, standing in the shadow of these eminent noblemen, confirmed the statement. They had been missing her everywhere. Fetch Mrs. Uxley here, Urania whispered to Gilio. Cornelie is ill, I think. I can't leave her here alone. She wants to go to her room. It's better that Mrs. Uxley should know, else she might be angry. Cornelie was jesting nervously in feverish gaiety with the duke and with de brule and the journalists would you rather i took you straight to mrs uxley gilio whispered i want to go to my room she whispered in a voice of entreaty behind her fan the pavon appeared to be over the buzz of voices reached them as though the guests were scattering about the rooms again i see mrs uxley said gilio he went up to her, spoke to her. She simpered at first, leaning on the gold knob of her cane. Then her wrinkles became angrily contracted. She crossed the room. 
Cornélie went on jesting with the duke. The journalist thought every word witty. "'Aren't you well?' whispered Mrs. Uxley, going up to her, ruffled. "'What about the cotillion?' "'I will see to everything, Mrs. Uxley,' said Urania. "'Impossible, dear princess, and I shouldn't dream of letting you either.' introduce me to your friend cornélie said a deep voice behind cornélie she felt that voice like bronze inside her body she turned round automatically it was he she seemed unable to escape him and under his gaze as though hypnotized she appeared very strangely to recover her strength it seemed as though he were willing her not to be ill she murmured urania may i introduce a fellow countryman baron brox princess di forte braccio urania knew his name knew who he was darling she whispered to cornélie let me take you to your room i'll see to everything it's no longer necessary she said i'm much better i only want a glass of champagne i am much better mrs uxeley why did you run away from me asked rudolph brox with his smile and his eyes in cornelie's eyes she smiled and said the first thing that came into her head the dancing has begun said mrs uxeley but who's going to lead my cotillion presently if i can be of any service mrs uxeley said brox i have some little talent as a cotillion leader mrs uxeley was delighted it was arranged that de brule and urania gilio and the countess costi and brox and cornelie should lead the figures in turns you poor darling urania said in cornelie's ear can you manage it cornelie smiled yes yes i'm all right again she whispered and she moved towards the ballroom on brox's arm Urania stared after her in amazement. End of chapter 48